Welcome to We Hear Her. I am Erin Trenbeth Murray. And I am Jennifer Bean. We're here today with another amazing woman who's sharing her story and insights to lessons learned. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for joining the We Hear Her podcast. I'm Jennifer Bean, and I'm here today with Robin Rich, who is the president and publisher of Deseret News Publishing Company. Did I get that right? You did. You, you got, got it. a yes. good title. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us what that means. <laughs> that means that um, I am running Deseret News, which is a 170-year-old newspaper that we've actually shifted in the last year to be more about uh, more about not just a newspaper, we shifted to a weekly newspaper and we're really more online and we also launched a national magazine. So I have wow. a lot of publishing under me. I also have the, the Church News okay. um, as well as Utah Business Journal is also part of our media. Your umbrella. Uh-huh. And it's really been quite quite the ride. I'm fairly new yeah. at Deseret News and I'm actually fairly new in media. My background is tech okay. um, and executive in tech. And, you know, I started out at Microsoft and then Intel and did startups and then Cisco. And so I've done all these different kind of tech executive roles and now I'm in media. And crazy how all of those roles <laughs> I'm sure have prepared you for what you're doing today. You know what I'm curious about is I used to get the Sunday paper all the time, read it without fail. Tell me, tell me sort of the the status of the old newspaper yep. and how that's affecting your business and and how news gets to us. Yeah, it's it's a delivered. great question. So there's a lot of change in the in the media organizations uh, in the nation and and even worldwide. But when it comes to newspapers, there is a segment of people that really still like to get the the newspaper mostly on Sunday and sit around and yeah. take the time to read it. The majority of people, and actually our business model is really, hey, we want to get people to read online. And so, so okay. for example, for Deseret News, we have um, upwards of almost 20 million a month unique visitors. So, oh, wow. So, so obviously the state of Utah doesn't have 20 million people. So about 75% of our readership is outside the state of Utah. And so we, one of the things we're trying to do is, and I'll talk a little bit about the media. There is a quite a division in the media right now. It's, there's a huge polarization in our country, okay. but there's also a huge sure. polarization in the media. And I'm not sure which came first, but right, <laughs> right. something has happened. Yeah, something <laughs> shifted something and I'm shifted. responding. <laughs> yes. And so part, part of that is... Um, with social, a, a large segment of the population, certain demographics and certain genders are receiving most of their mail through social. So I'm reading, I'm reading posts that come to me through Facebook. Sure. So, so and that is now our news. Yeah, that is our news. But, yeah. but the challenge with that is, it's a little bit of an echo chamber. You're only going to get served up things that you and your friends like. So you're only going to hear the same things that you, uh, that you most likely have right. already heard. Which makes me think is that how we're remaining polarized yes and yes and yes sort of, it's a huge yeah. problem it's a huge problem because um I, you know for example and this is a strange example but i was in my office at deseret news on january 6th and in my office i have a big monitor that yeah. has four different news stations okay interna- national or international news stations at the same time so it was yeah. january 6th where there was that incident at the capitol in the united sure. states and i had four 
four different news stations. So oh. up next to each other with the, the graphics going across. Right. And it was like four different events were happening. It they was, were not. The, that is no, so, it was so crazy. And I was sitting there like shocked by the whole experience. Right. But then realizing that depending on which station I chose to, to watch, watch, I was going to have a different experience and have different graphics and different characterizations of what was happening. Which is really that kind is of a little so frightening. That I frightening. was just going to say that's it quite scary. It makes me think yeah. a lot more than yeah. twice about yeah, it's, what it's, news it's, I'm going to watch in the evening. Right. Well, right? And it's, it's, I, I actually think being able to get different sources is important because sure. for me, like that day, I'm like, okay, somewhere in the middle of this is what's really happening. Right. But it was actually important for me to understand what different potentially polarization places are actually saying and their narratives right. so that I could each figure out what's actually happening around me and sure. how different people are thinking. Like if you sure. don't actually know what other people are thinking is, and it's, perceiving, right? Yeah. Because yeah. it's one thing to put it out there yeah. and then it's one thing to yeah. perceive so it's what really, you're hearing. It's a really interesting um, dynamic right now. And so one of the things we want, we're doing at Deseret News is we're really making, we came out with a national magazine. I should have brought you one. So I, sorry. I know. I'll swim by. I would like one. <laughs> it's not one of my, I have so many. And actually I just grabbed 10 to bring to someone else and I didn't bring it here. Oh. Oh. Anyway, we have a national magazine where we have mostly na national writers. And what we're actually trying to do is be a platform that's center, center right-ish. So in the media right now, there is is no media organization that's, that's center, center right. Mostly from a national perspective, mostly it's farther right, right. yeah and then, then farther left and but there's center left there's some center that the center the left side has a lot more on their continuum spectrum. yeah okay. they do on the right it's like black or white yeah so we are trying to take this spot in the center and we have a lot of national writers writing for us on the magazine to try and give perspectives that are kind of in the center and be a platform there's a huge swath this yeah. is what's scary there's a huge swath of in our country that are kind of in the center but they're they're having the same experience i had on january 6 where where am i getting my news like right i kind of want and what the middle. i believe yeah well i want the middle like right. i have to figure it out myself and so that's what we're really trying to do and it's been really interesting to come out in the middle of COVID with the magazine and we didn't really launch it. We just started shipping it. And we, cause we're like, Oh, we don't know if this is really going to happen. And, um, it's been amazing. The different people that have written for us and how much traction we've gotten and how much feedback back we've gotten nationwide, because there, there isn't anyone trying to serve this group of people sure, in the center. Sure. So that's that. So that's the thing that keeps me up. I, I, in my mind, picture that experience I had on January 6th and I just think, Whoa! How, Everybody's having yeah, this experience. Everyone's, but if you're only getting your news on Facebook, you're not getting the four. You're just getting, getting one. one, and you don't know that it's just one view. Right. So it's a little. So freaky. is the magazine sort of your your way and your concept of bridging that gap and yeah. seeing if you could find that center right ground? Yes. Is that where Utah is also, or how yes. does yes, how does no. this state yeah. So play it's into really that? interesting. Utah, and I'll characterize this. Though, there's a lot of different ways people characterize Utah, but typically, the, Utah is known for being conservative but pragmatic. So, which isn't the same as yes. So that's where the center right comes. Where, so Utah pioneered LGBTQ. Um, uh, why can't I think of it? Legislation. Gotcha. Is, uh, immigration is another one. Pioneering. So, so although they're conservative, Utah's considered conservative, they tend to come up. Another one is climate change. So, cli sure. uh, thinking about conservations, they 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 typically don't. 
they, they're conservative, but Utah tends to come up with a pragmatic solution, which which I typically the thing, the solutions come in the middle. So it's a big, do you know what I'm saying? Like yes. in the middle is where you end up getting a solution. But if you only have far right and far left speaking, You think you've already arrived at the yeah, solution. <laughs> yeah, so you don't have a way to have a conversation and right. try and figure out, oh, we're 80% on the same page. It's just this 20% we're not. Sure. If you, in that you can have that in the center, but you can't necessarily have it on the far end. Right. It's, it's pretty hard, Do right? You think They're just different. Utah is perceived that way. I think sometimes um, inside yes. the state we get very polarized. Yeah, and inside think that, it's de definitely polarized. Yeah, and think that everybody sees us as we see ourselves. And I so I think uh, yeah, about how that per perception so is. I think it's been interesting um, for us as we've started to really talk more to national outlets and national people. There, it's it's less that they. I feel like it's less that they're there. It's an unknown, and when okay. we, and we Deseret News, like I have spoken to tons of people on both coasts, saying, "Hey, we represent kind of not the coast. We're from a Western view with not the coast." And there's a <laughs> lot of people that think this way, and um, it really resonates when when you have some of the people we've had writ write for the magazine and their experiences with us, they are like, oh, yeah, you, you're in the center. This is great. Yeah. We have nowhere else to go for that. So I think, I don't know what the overall perception is. My experience has been, they're like, oh, oh, okay, this is great. Like, right. almost like they did, didn't, didn't have one didn't exactly, know. didn't know. Yeah. yeah. And to be fair, like from a Deseret News perspective, we have been, for 170 years, a newspaper of record for this area and yeah. haven't really made a huge effort to be national and kind of take these conversations uh, on a national on a level. Bigger platform. Yeah. And so by doing that and saying, hey, there's a huge swath of the country that thinks like this, and there is. It's not just Utah. There's a big yeah. swath. And we're kind of trying to represent and have a forum. People are really interested in talking to that swath because they're because th that's where they figure out the solutions can be made, which is a huge deal, right? It's right. a really huge deal. Especially right now. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. what are some of the things that um, you that you think um, Utah is learning in this transition? Mm. Um, and, and what is Deseret yeah. News and publishing? Yeah, it's an interesting time. Um, you know, one of the things that there's a little bit, well, I could talk about polarization within Utah a lot. <laughs> on a daily basis, I get emails or letters that say one thing, like, you're too liberal, and then the same amount that say you're too conservative. So it, oh. it's really an interesting mix. Um, when I first came in, I, ha I had quite a few third parties, reputable third parties, do an analysis um, of Deseret News to yeah. say, where do we fit on the political spectrum? Right. Right. And we fit. All third parties say we fit center, center right. What's interesting is the goalposts have moved so far out on both sides so sure. that when you're looking in you're like whoa you know if you're on either far end yes yeah I so that's really what's, yeah that that's way. what's also happened so yeah. it's been an interesting experience coming into that um so i think there's a pol polarization i think on the thing that i've noticed at least with a business and i come from tech um so and i live you know i've lived in silicon valley in palo alto yeah know, forever so so one of the things that i think is interesting with utah is people that are representing, <laughs> not representing, you know, in a, a political perspective, but just, you know, have a platform to represent Utah, whether from yeah. business or whatever. I think sometimes people are forgetting the really uniqueness of Utah and what got it to be this economy that's so great. Yeah. And instead of like 
highlighting and celebrating that and all the all the legacy um, companies and people that have really yeah. built that up. I think sometimes we tend to forget about that and say, hey, but we need to be like this and like this and like this. Right. And I think we really should just celebrate how the uniqueness has brought right. Utah to where it is and then add on top of that. And yeah. I think that, I think I, there's some elements of people that have kind of forgotten that. that it's cool. Sure. It's, there's really uniqueness to here and sure. we really should highlight what's, that. What's your favorite one? I know you, you've recently I, are yeah, making the yeah, transition yeah. to Utah. I, well, I think for, for, I mean, people will, people will say like the recreation and things like right. that. But I think one of the things that's really interesting in Utah when it comes to business, I think that people are, um, this is a highly educated workforce, yeah. but there's also a kind of a work life, you know, recreation family balance in Utah that you don't sure. necessarily find. Um, it, where I live, you know, where I've lived in Palo Alto, that's not something you would find. Right. But the thing is, is these companies are still really successful here in Utah. So somehow people have figured out, hey, we can we can actually be a whole person, <laughs> like have a real, be a real person, and have work be part of my life, and and still right. the company is successful. So I think that's a really big deal. Oh, I. I love that's where we're at. <laughs> yeah, that's what a, I'm personally trying yeah. to accomplish, right? Not not be too far one way or the other. It's really hard. And not dive too deep into work and forget about my family. Do you have a family um, that's moving to Utah with you? No. No. Just you. You're yes, pioneering on your own. Yes. Oh, yes. I love that for you. That's so exciting. What's on your bucket list? Um, in life? Yeah. Well... You know, it's so funny when I think about that. I, early in my life, I lived abroad and I traveled abroad. So, like, I hit 100 countries before I was, like, 35 or something. Some crazy thing. Before you even knew you yeah. needed a bucket list. Yeah, before that. <laughs> You're so, like, I've crossed it off. Yeah, so now I'm kind of... So, whenever I think of traveling, it's like, I don't have a bucket list. I think my bucket list is, is more internal, more like, it, you know, can I, can I be better at serving people around me? Can sure. I find ways to help others that need whatever help they need. If it's in their career or if it's in thinking about how to be a woman in a career and moving forward or whatever it is. I think, I don't know, I kind of ended up getting rid of the bucket list of going and doing stuff. Sure. And now I'm like, how do I use my my abilities and shine my light on other people and and also learn from other people. Like right. I love learning from other people. That's my favorite thing. It's so fun. It's so fun. It's so right? fun. Yeah. I love, I love the challenge to myself yeah. every day to be curious, right? Yeah. To learn yeah. something new and what what's what was your favorite decade mm. or maybe should we maybe you're not that old no maybe I, should we I'm say five old. years <laughs> My you know I and think, why tell me why favorite decade i i hate to say this but i think i'm sure now looking back we all say this but in my 20s like yeah <laughs> after <laughs> things were a lot, a lot better, better than i better. thought they were yeah exactly <laughs> like i never had to worry about you know what i was wearing but no, I actually think it was because I, um, you know, did my undergrad and I went to work for Microsoft and, and then got my MBA and was working in tech. And it was a really fun time where I worked. It was yeah. a really fun time. I learned a ton. I was given a lot of responsibility. Now looking back, I'm like, wow, who, like what in the world were they thinking? <laughs> but, um, and then at the same time I was super into outdoors and into mountain biking and into doing all these skiing, doing all these fun yeah. things and, yeah. and also I, I was mentored. I think mentoring too is a big deal. And sure. I, during that time period, I was mentored by some incredible people and um, had the chance to learn who I was. I think your 20s, you kind of start figuring out like, who am I? You're like, what matters oh, to me. My yeah. choices make a difference yeah. in how I'm shaping oh my, gosh. my life. You know, it's so interesting. I was thinking about um, 
Yeah. I was thinking about that just this morning about how some of the people I know that the choice they made on a partner in their earlier 20s, yeah. like really impacted their lives for good or bad. Sure. And they didn't even really know who they were. And so you're like, I mean, the person, like I made a choice when I, I don't even know when who I was. When I was 20. Yes. And is that, is that the choice I would make <laughs> yes. now? Is there anything that you would change about your journey? You know, that's a, such a great question. And I think what I would change is more my attitude mm-hmm. of, I, no one would say I have any patience. Like no one would say that about me. That do you I, think you have mm-hmm. patience or no, you're I like, you're now. absolutely right. No, <laughs> no, I do now. I feel like I do now, but yeah. it's, it's a comparison to me earlier. So still people would look at me and say, I don't have patience, but I can say, oh, well, you didn't know. You have no idea, idea how far I've come. <laughs> exactly. All the time I'm like, you don't understand. Like, you don't understand. So I think what I would change is. I would change my attitude of knowing, you know what, it always works out. It, it does. Not in the way you think it will. Not in the time you think it will. And not in the, it's not, not in the way. Not in the way. Like, right. you have this, this vision of what it looks like. And I wish I would have been able to recognize that just just let, let, let it go and like do the best I can, right. learn the most I can and know it's going to somehow be okay. And work out. Yeah. yeah. But it's really, I know, I know people older than me told me that back in the day. And I, I didn't know sh- what that meant though. No, I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like you're crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but now I wish I would have gone through life like that. Cause I think so much of the angst I had over like, did I make the right career choice? Which job do I take? What I ha- you know, right. like all this stuff, or what should I, you know, is this the right thing to move to China? Or what, like what? Ever yeah. I was stressed about. I just wish I would have been like, no, it's an adventure. Nothing. Everything's temporary. Right. So I didn't have that wisdom either no, when I was younger. I know. I I don't know how. I wish I could. I don't understand. tell my younger self yeah. exactly or, that. But I say this to young, like younger people that are in my life, and they just look at me like I'm crazy, and I'm like. And I looked th- at like me like yeah, I was crazy I too. And it's really hard too because I think they look at me and think it all worked out for you, but it won't for me. And I'm thinking, no, it pretty much it works will. out. I mean, not that it's, it's never how you think it's going to be. Right. Never how you would think it would look. But things have a way of evening out and you, and we're, we're super resilient. Yeah. I mean, we just are. But you don't know that though. No, no. no. Until you're looking back once again. No, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Robin, it has been so wonderful to talk to you today. I thank you so much for creating a new perspective and sharing what the world is thinking about Utah um, and keeping us a little bit right of center. (laughs) (laughs) Keep us headed there. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you bet. Thank you. Thank you for taking time to hear her. Join our efforts and learn more at womenwhosucceed.org. A big thank you to our sponsor, the Clark and Christine Ivory Foundation.